Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hi, this is Johnny and welcome to this Coach House Beacon. Let me begin by reading you these three scriptures. They show us how to view our lives here on earth and our place in history which God is bringing together. It's a small snapshot and from my own limited perspective, so I encourage you to read Hebrews and Revelation in your own time. The beginning of Hebrews 11 describes what faith is. So in 11 verse 1 it says this, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I chose this first because it shows us something very simple about the Christian faith. We can't see all that God is doing, has done or will do. We don't directly see God in front of us, heaven before us, every wrong being righted or every tear being wiped away. We need to have confident hope, faith, in the work of God during our lives on earth, which is something that God is able to give give us, and it's something that allows us to believe that God will do these things in the future, as much as he has already done so many things for us that we can already see around us. But there are also many things that require us to have faith in him too. Further on, Hebrews 11 shows us the faith of people in the past and where their faith was pointing. Chapter 11 verse 13 to 16 says this, All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. These people trusted God, trusted that God would bring them somewhere good. While they may have not had a clear picture of God's ultimate plan to renew creation and live with them in the new heavenly Jerusalem, their faith in God encouraged them to believe that God was preparing a place for them beyond what they could currently see and experience. Their faith in the right person... God was what set them apart, not their precise knowledge of the future. Then, the beginning of Hebrews 12 summarises how we should respond as people who are living by faith today, in light of those who have gone before. So 12 verse 1 to 3 says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Hebrews 12 verse 1-3 pulls this together in a personal way for us. Many people have gone before us who have lived by faith in God, and they cheer us on. Their lives are a testament to God's faithfulness. You can read read through all of Hebrews 11 to get an expanded picture of this. These people have reached the end of their races, but we are alive so we have not yet reached that same position. From this passage, our responsibility is twofold. Getting rid of sin and things that weigh us down. Basically, anything that hinders us from living a life of faith by faith in Jesus. Secondly, it is running the race of faith with perseverance while keeping our focus on Jesus, who started us off in our faith and is perfecting our faith too. Jesus is the model for us. 
He persevered to the end by faith in God because of the joy set before him, and we should follow him in this. Finally, this passage in Revelation shows us how everything looks in the end, when all is said and done, and all that we have looked forward to in faith has come about. So in Revelation 21 verse 1 to 4, it says this, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Revelation 21 brings us to the final outcome of history, the thing that all Christians should be looking forward to, and where we will ultimately find our home as people of God, who have been saved and restored by God. This might seem like a strange collection of scriptures to read out and to put at the front, but I did this because I want it to be the timeline and the current events that we are most concerned about. For understandable reasons, we find ourselves easily obsessed with the glut of news and content which the media is constantly churning out. We all love to speculate a bit. We like the fact that we have a lot of commonly shared topics for casual conversation. This is true whether it's all about social justice, climate change, COVID, the presidential elections or Brexit. Do you find yourself getting sucked in? Do you find a desire to air your opinions rising up inside of you? Because I certainly do. It's easy to talk. It's easy to be a pundit. It's hard to care genuinely. It's hard to follow Jesus faithfully. This applies to the beacons as well. They are easy to do by God's grace, and they are hard to live. In many respects, we have no idea where 2020 will take us. We think we know where tomorrow will take us, but we're never 100% sure. It's important to know that if we have a restored relationship with God, he will never let us go, and the biggest problems separation from God because of sin, which leads to hell, are problems which lie in the past and are dealt with. As Christians, we will not experience a second death described in Revelation 21 verse 8. What a privilege that is. It is by God's amazing grace and by God's amazing work in us. It is not because of us. Equally, as our passage from Revelation shows, what a privilege it is to live with God in a restored earth, with all things renewed, including and especially us. We may not feel like it. With God, that is where history is heading, and it is where we are heading. None of us denies the reality of current events, and none of us should deny the reality of current events. But trusting in God, his work in the world, and his work in us will allow us to process events properly and to live rightly. My challenge to you is to dig deeply into your faith in Jesus, and as you do so, As you express your faith in God, knowing that he holds the future in his hands, you will have the character to face life rightly. I can't do God's work justice. We are a breath in the wind and our understanding is so small. We must turn to God. We mustn't be infected by inferior views of life and the fickle news cycle, which orders its values by how many views, likes and subscribers it will get. Nor must we be obsessed with hot takes on the media, one of which I've just given to you. You must look at what God is telling us and hear it rightly. I don't care if you don't care about my opinions on these scriptures. 
I do care that you care about these scriptures themselves and the God behind them. In summary, I encourage you to fix your eyes on Jesus and who he is through reading the Bible, talking with him directly, and having an open heart to hear from other Christians and to encourage them too. So now I'm just going to pray with reference to each of the scriptures that we have read. Lord Jesus, I pray that you will let us live lives of faith in the current moment, Lord. There's so many things that we do not see uh, that you are doing, but Lord, I pray that we will have solid and secure faith in the things that you've said you will do and that we will trust in you day by day for our own lives personally and when we are afraid, when we see events going on around us in the world, I pray that we will retain that faith in you, even though we do not see everything that is going to come come out of our faith eventually. Lord, I pray that like the people in Hebrews 11, we will long for that heavenly country, for that ultimate restoration. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we will forsake the things that are lying behind us, the things that trip us up and the things that we've been a part of in the past and look forward to this heavenly country, this place where you will dwell with us and bring us to eventually. Pray that as the beginning of Hebrews 12 says that we will fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Most importantly, I pray Jesus that we will have that focus on you, that understanding of who you are and that humility uh, to change in reference to what you say to us in reference to what we know about you and who you are making us become, Lord, by your grace. And finally, Lord God, I pray that as we look to this picture of your kingdom in Revelation 21, um, I pray that we will have that faith that, uh, that you will bring all of these things together eventually, despite what we see around us, Lord. We have this amazing picture um, where everything is finished, where everything is concluded, Lord, where as Christians we have a hope that we can dwell with you and live with you in peace and in joy and in so many other things that we can't even imagine just yet. And Lord God, I pray that uh, this picture will encourage us as we live our lives for you to reach out to the people around us who do not know you, who are heading for an eternity where they do, where they are separated from you and they do not know you. Lord, I pray that it will lead to compassion. I pray that it will lead to a heart that is interested in what you are doing in history and how it will all come together. Because while we do not see it, we can place our faith in you. Jesus, I commit all of these things to you and these scriptures to you as well. And Lord, I pray that all of us, as we read them, will grow to become the way that you want us to become, whatever that looks like in its outworking in our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.